It's three o'clock somewhere. Time for a My Mochi ice cream snack. My Mochi ice cream is cool, creamy scoops of premium ice cream wrapped in sweet, pillowy dough. And get this. All of My Mochi's fabulous flavors, like strawberry, mango, double chocolate, and cookies and cream, are only around 80 calories per piece. Talk about a guilt-free, indulgent experience. Each box of My Mochi ice cream has six perfectly portioned, gluten-free mochis that are great for grab-and-go. So feel good while curbing your afternoon cravings, or the midnight munchies, yeah, You know who you are with the joyfully chill sensation of My Mochi ice cream. Find My Mochi ice cream at Target or visit MyMochi.com to locate a grocery store near you. From CBS News, this is The Takeout with Major Garrett. Welcome to your Tuesday Takeout Outtake Especial. I'm Major Garrett. We're in Chicago. So excited to be here. Why am I in Chicago? Well... I'll be participating in the Chicago Ideas Festival. So will our special guest, Shannon Watts. She's the author of Fight Like a Mother and the leader of Mothers Demand Action. I'll let her give the full name of that organization in a second. Shannon, it's great to have you. Thank We're at the you. Purple Pig. Uh, lunch is here. I'll be diving in momentarily, but want to get our conversation with Shannon expedited before I dig into my huge hot dog here in Chicago. With foie gras. Yeah, with foie gras butter. Yeah, very low-cal. Shannon, I want to play for you one soundbite because this is continuing our conversation about background checks, trying to find ways um, to address gun violence at the federal level. Arden, this is number three. This is the House Minority Whip Steve Scalise of Louisiana on Face the Nation, August 11th, 2019. I know what Nancy Pelosi called for the Senate to come back and vote on was a bill that they passed through the House, or two bills, uh, that wouldn't have actually done anything to stop these shootings because the shooters in in both in El Paso and in Dayton passed background checks, so her bill wouldn't apply to them. Shannon, you've heard this uh, line of argument before, and I want to to assess its validity. Well, this one event would not have been stopped, therefore we shouldn't do it. Your reaction? This is really the only social issue where we say that, right? Like, as if one law is going to stop every episode of gun violence in this country. It's not. As we talked about before, it's diversified. There's mass shootings. There's school shootings. There's daily city center homicides. There's rural communities. Yeah. Suicides. So all of it must be addressed, and some of it requires a different solution. So we haven't even tried trying. So if we pass background checks and we look at the states that have strong background checks, we see fewer gun deaths. When we look at states that have lax gun laws, we see more gun deaths. So it isn't just intuitive. It's proven by data that trying these laws will work. And so that's why we have to implement them at a federal level. We'll get to the fun and games part of this uh, takeout outtake especial in a second. But a couple other issues I want you to address in brief if you can. Uh, liability protection for firearms manufacturers. It's the only federal law, I believe, that so protects one industry in America. How big of a part of this conversation is that reality? It's a huge part. So the gun lobby is a special interest. They learn from other special interests how not to uh, go bankrupt like the tobacco. tobacco lobby. And what they realized was they needed Congress to give them immunity from being sued for their product if it was used improperly or if they advertised it incorrectly. And this law is called PLACA. It was something that Hillary Clinton committed to rolling back if she were elected president. Um, clearly, this president won't be doing that. But once that is removed, and it will be eventually, it will open the gun lobby up for scrutiny. What about federal research into the health effects of firearms? 
Well, that was another learning from the special interest, which was uh, that if you have research that shows how dangerous your product is, people might not buy it, like tobacco. So they were able to, the gun lobby was able to get Congress to pass a bill that eventually put a, a, the kibosh on any kind of gun violence research. Which would have principally been done by the Centers for Disease Control right. and, and Prevention. That's right. Emphasis on and prevention. And prevention. So we don't know really the scope of our problem or how to solve it in many ways. We have to look at the states. And um, there was one other issue that I'm thinking about. It will come back to me in a moment, but it has escaped my feeble brain. If it comes back to me in a rush, I will, uh, re ra I will raise it with you. But in the interim, we have three threshold questions here. I haven't had a chance to taste it yet. I'll get to you the hot dog review momentarily. Uh, three threshold questions we ask all of our guests. Um, in no particular order, most influential book in your life? Favorite movie or one of your all-time favorite movies? And if and I know you do a lot of travel, so long flight or a long drive, what kind of music, artist, or genre are you most likely to listen to? Okay, interesting. So the first is my book. In whatever order, but yeah, you can yeah. start with the book. For me, it was Anne of the Green Gables. I was an introverted only child and a voracious reader, and that set I've probably read 20 times. Wow, okay. Movie. Uh, my favorite movie will always be Terms of Endearment. I named my daughter after Emma, uh, Deborah Winger's character. Fantastic. And music? Music, I'm kind of all over the board. I just watched uh, Ken Burns' country music special, and now I'm really into listening to the Hank Williams and all the classics. So we have many uh, references to country music here, and I always delineate with them. I said new or old, because I'm not a big country music fan, but if there is, it's Johnny Cash, it's George Jones. It's Roger Miller and right. uh, Hank Williams for me. That's where I am right now. That's where you are. Lots, lots to. That's, yeah. There's a lot to dive into <laughs> there. Um, so when you talk in the book about your evolution uh, as an activist, um, you also mention that you learn things by doing, and you learn things by not always succeeding. That failure is a instructive part of it. Failure is feedback. Right. So talk, talk to me a little bit about that. I think this is also sometimes specific to women, which is a fear of failing in public and that you have to dot all the I's, cross all the T's before you can jump in. And like I said, I knew nothing about guns or activism when I started Moms Demand Action. But if I had waited until I did, I would have missed the moment. And this organization wouldn't exist. And I think sometimes we just have to be willing to fail in order to move forward. And do you think that reluctance is because, and, and women do this a lot or don't do this. They raise their hand to answer questions in class less frequently than boys. Boys usually assume they're right. Girls usually assume they're wrong, even before anyone raises a hand. You're trying to fight against that. You're trying right. to That's move your way is. through that. Yes, and I, I, the more we can encourage women not just to shape policy, but actually move into making it in an elected official position. You know, we had 40 volunteers run in 2018, 17 won. One of them is now a congresswoman from Georgia. That is how we move this issue forward. Because they speak to it with a level of personal authenticity. They do, but also because women, and, and studies show this, are often better lawmakers. And yet, they're, we're only about 20% of all the lawmaking positions. You write in the book that uh, moms are natural-born activists in the sense that they have the skills they don't even realize are applicable. Yeah, I like to call us multitasking mofos. Uh, what was that again? Multitasking mofos. That's what I thought you said. <laughs> That's what I thought you said. It's a skill set, right? As soon as you have kids, you realize 
you have to do a thousand things a day and do them well. As the saying goes, if you want something done, give it to a busy mom. And activism is no different. I want to ask you about something that might seem obscure to you, but um, I've heard it from women who are not mothers that they feel like even among mothers they're viewed as less representative of their sex, that there's something wrong with them or insufficient about them. Are single women welcome in your movement and should single women feel by necessity inferior to mothers? Absolutely not. They should not feel inferior. And we are like you mothers. You've heard this. You know I'm not making that up. You know, people ask me all the time, why aren't you parents demand action? Or why aren't you women demand action? And I really felt intuitively that we were the light to the NRA's dark, that women and mothers could fight this issue with an emotional um, pull that would win the day. But that doesn't mean we're just mothers or even just women. I see dads wearing Moms Demand Action shirts all the time. It's like Mothers Against Drunk Driving. Any caring American is welcome. That's the voice of Shannon Watts. Her book, Fight Like a Mother. Give my audience one more time the full name of your organization. Moms Demand Action for Gun Sense in America. We're in Chicago. The Purple Pig's been our host. Thanks to them. Shannon, it's been great to talk to you. Thank you so much. Thank you. See you next week, folks. New episodes of The Takeout are available Friday mornings wherever you get your podcasts. The Takeout is produced by Arden Fari, Katiana Krachenko, and Jamie Benson. CBSN production by Alex Zuckerman and Eric Susanen. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Takeout Podcast. That's at Takeout Podcast. And for more, visit takeoutpodcast.com. The Takeout is a production of CBS News Radio. If you like The Takeout, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. The Hargan women seem to have it all. From the outside looking in, we were blessed. My mom was amazing. But as detectives would soon learn, there was a lot going on inside the Hargan household. Ashley and I have been calling my mom and the house and Helen. No one's answering. 63-year-old Pamela Hargan gunned down in her own home. Her youngest daughter, Helen, lay dead upstairs. Patrol, when they arrived, assumed or thought that there might have been a murder-suicide. But for the detectives on the scene... There were things about the scene itself that were concerning to us on day one. Who would want to kill their mother and their little sister? There is no boogeyman here. It is exactly who we think it is. I'm Peter Van Sant from 48 Hours. This is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings, early and ad-free on the 48 Hours Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money, and maybe more importantly, on your life. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app.